Is it Dutois or Detroit? It's Detroit. Detroit. Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, is that Toronto Arrows Captain Lucas Rumble, or is it Major League Rugby's Aquaman or the hunky barbarian from Game of Thrones? Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, the Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, but not in the nicest neighborhood. Steve is in the nicest neighborhood. He's on the Upper West Side, but closer to Central Park because he's a big shot. Brian Ray is calling in from Nova Scotia. And Lucas Rumble, the captain of the Toronto Arrows, or co-captain of the Toronto Arrows, is calling in from Toronto. No, he's calling in from Atlanta. Hello, Lucas. How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me on. So, Lucas, how weird is it to, to... every day that you're home waking up in Atlanta first off uh it's a little different you know but uh when the season got kind of rolling down here you get a little bit of a rhythm and you don't have as much time to focus on the small details I guess of where you're living and you just kind of get into the nitty-gritty of the rugby but I would imagine that when you got back to your adopted home this week there was a little bit better feeling maybe a little lighter in your step after getting off the schneid, which is an, ex- an American sports expression that nobody seems to know but me in the booth. But you got off the schneid. You got to win. I had my parents uh, actually ask me what the schneid was when I called them this week. So I, so it's good to get the explanation. But no, definitely uh, lighter in the step this week. It's, it's always easier when you're winning. So, Lucas, just for the folks at home that may not know this about you, you, were, you are a Team Canada star as well. Uh, you're you're not old. You're what, 25 and you've got 35 caps under your belt for Team Canada. You're the co-captain of the Toronto Arrows and true or false to Toronto uh, fan extraordinaire slash pundit extraordinaire. Mr. Brian Ray, true or false, Brian. He played junior hockey with the Guelph Dominators. <laughs> I'm going to say false. Is that your final answer, Brian? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know, do you? You don't know, do you? That's not my point. Lucas, tell him about your career with the Guelph Dominators. Unfortunately, uh, it was non-existent. <laughs> I had uh, hands like stone, so I couldn't really handle the puck too well, but I could hit a guy pretty well. So my, my career wasn't too long-lived in hockey. And that segues perfectly into your prowess on the rugby pitch. You're renowned for your tackling. You are renowned for pilching the ball. You're, you're ahead, but the, the closest guy – Next to you is like only got three pilches, and I think you've got nine on the season. Is that correct? Uh, it's up there. I didn't check uh, how many they gave me on the weekend, but I, I know I was up around seven uh, before the game. So I'm, I'm having a good start to the year, I guess. You never know how that breakdown is going to be called sometimes, but uh, I'm getting the calls now, so I'm enjoying it. All right, and getting back to Team Canada before we get let, let Brian Ray and Steve Lewis loose on you. Um, you, you were the third youngest captain in your nation to lead Team Canada, and it was against the Russians. We were in fear for your life when you had to lead them <laughs> against Russia. Yeah, you know, no, it was. It was uh, quite an honor to be asked that young. Uh, we had a few injuries to some of the older senior guys at the time, and it was a younger team with a lot of domestic-based guys. And uh, I guess they felt I was the right man for the role, and I was, I was happy to step in and happy to lead uh, a great group of guys in, in my first uh, 
first time being captain there. Yeah, you know what? It's no joke because Team Canada and Russia have battles in ice hockey all the time, and that is a major rivalry. So this one just translates right to that, I would imagine. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, the boys, uh, the boys like to go at each other on the ice there, and there's no love lost when it comes to the rugby as well. All right, now, Brian, I'm going to turn it over to Brian Ray real fast here. But before I do, Lucas, I want you to know that he abandoned you the last two weeks by putting the other team, the team's logos behind him. Now he's got the arrows. Is that a true fan? Come on. It's showing respect. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a couple of rugby questions for you. It's weird right. to find that on this show. Um, <laughs> a couple, uh, you know, the first two games of the season, the team just didn't look super energetic out there. It looked a little bit flat. Um, you know, it, was that down to the, the, the travel? Did it, did it take you until that third game to really work out the rest? Was it the short preseason? You know, uh, was that just something you needed to work out? I, I think honestly it was uh, wasn't the preseason or anything like that. I think it was the lack of uh, games that we got. You know, we, we struggled in a lot of areas that you, you can't really train or replicate within yourself. You know, exiting, chaos, things like that. So we had a good long preseason, great strength conditioning block. So the boys have been looking pretty fit. And with it, I think it was just getting back into that gamesmanship of how to play rugby. You forget it's been a year, right? So you're not, you're not used to the chaos of it. Now, one of the, uh, I guess, notable things for me in that game against Old Glory was the line speed and defense I thought was much improved, and it was there from start to finish. Was that down to, you know, kind of getting your, your yourselves together again during the week, getting rid of that rust, or was it actually something you'd worked on during the week? Uh, I think it was a little bit of both. You know, we had a hard look at that Utah game, and uh, the boys were really disappointed in the way we defended. You know, it, it looked really um, amateur, to be honest. We were too tight. We weren't coming up, putting pressure on the defense. So they had time to pull ball width to width when we should be flying up, taking meters off them. So I think it was uh, a little bit of something we trained on getting wider and, and bringing that speed back. And then also a little bit of a, a gut check and a, you know, we know we can do it. Did anybody buy uh, poor Taylor Adams a beer or something after the game for hanging him out to dry up against threatened Palamo? I think they got they were worried because they got burnt on the outside the one before, so they took a step out and then you just left them on an island. I think I'll own that one because I, I should be cleaning them up from the inside. Threaten had a big game for Old Glory, but I want to get back to to Utah. You guys struggled in the lineout. You struggled in hmm. scrum downs. That changed dramatically. What what was there something different that you did during training that that addressed that, or was it just an organic? Here we're just getting better. No, I think uh, I think it was a more of a mentality change. To be honest, we, you know, we've obviously had some issues with coming down. It's it's not easy to pick up your life and move it to a whole new country, and you know, to be living out of a hotel for a bit and basically a extended. Is that why the lineouts tour. weren't going in straight, Lucas? Is that why? No, 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 no. It's not. Uh, it's definitely not an excuse, but uh, you know, it's hard to get that hundred percent focus. I guess I would say from the guys, it's easy when you can go home and see your girlfriend, wife, your kids, things like that, and your dog even, and, and just kind of get that step away. And I think that's something we haven't been able to do down here so far. Uh, but I think we decided, you know, there's not a lot we can change, not a lot with our power. What is, is on the field, what, what the product is we can put out there and, you know, how to look at ourselves. And I think really focused on, you know, speed and tempo and executing things to the full extent throughout the week and I think that bled really strongly into the game on the weekend Steve you could check off those two questions that you had on your list whether he had a doggy or a girlfriend because I think he just said the, that he has both of those do you have I a do question have both. Mr. Rumble 
more so, not so much about dogs and girlfriends, but more back to rugby. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, looking forward to in your um, in your role as Canada in uh, Canada captain and player. Obviously, mm-hmm. World Cup qualifiers coming up with the US in September. Um, mm-hmm. What do you know about your probable preparation? Have you got games? Uh, Pennsylvania, there was this talk of an England game, possibly on tour. What, what do you know as a player? What have you heard? They, they update us um, every few weeks or so with, with what they hear. It's, it's obviously really tough in this climate to be, you know, hard and, and settled on a dates or fixtures or things like that. It's a constantly a moving picture, uh, but they keep us in the loop and we'll definitely be getting um, some games in before. It, it just has to happen. You know, you can't roll into those qualifying games with so much on the line having not played together as a national team, it's just not uh, appropriate or, or not fair for, for anyone involved, the U S us, Uruguay, all the teams um, without that proper prep, it's just not a level playing field. You've got a couple of rugby playing siblings. Oh, one of whom last I checked was in Hong Kong playing a prop over there. Is uh, any, ever any talk of Jacob coming over and maybe trying his hand at major league rugby? Uh, I would uh, highly I'd be highly surprised if he did now. I was on the phone with him last week. He's, he's moved on to more of his, uh, you know, business financial side of life and, you know, working a real job uh, per se. So it'd be a tough transition for him. He'd, he'd probably have to get back into the gym and get running a little bit more to get up to standard. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back. I've got a burning question. Do you get get stopped on the street more for being Aquaman or for being the Hulk barbarian in Game of Thrones, which is the same guy, but I'm just curious. I would say Aquaman. I actually got asked, uh, oh, when was it? I think it was about a year ago, maybe two years ago. I can't remember, but at the Vancouver Sevens, uh, basically mess right? with someone. He was there at the time. So it was, hey, do you want to pretend to be Aquaman for five yeah. minutes to screw with my friend? So you gotta milk I, that. I agreed. Yeah, you got to milk that. I did. I did. Uh, I think I got a free drink out of it. So, but if I'm not mistaken, we have, we have Intel from our, our lurkers in the locker room and they may or may not be your teammates that your girlfriend is not fond of your hair. No, I can, uh, I can definitely uh, confirm that rumor. Uh, she's not super fond of it. I think she tolerated it for a bit, but now that it's getting longer than hers, uh, she likes me clean and clean and proper. Doesn't like all this and that. So it might be a change coming soon. It's a great marketing tool, though. You get the Aquaman of rugby. Exactly. That's what I keep telling her, but she keeps just shaking her head. Tsunami through the defenders. But you got to remember, Lucas, at least you've got a choice. You know, Mr. McCarthy knows so much. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, I do notice hair because I'm I'm a bitter, jealous, bald guy. What do you, I'll admit it right here. It's okay. Let's move on. Biggest changes between going from the Team Canada setup to the Toronto Arrow setup for you as a player. Uh, you know, they try and keep them as professional and, and similar as possible. You know, all teams do different things differently. I would say there's small tweaks here and small tweaks there, but there's still a big emphasis on, you know, nutrition, recovery, 
strength conditioning, you know, timings on field, that stuff would uh, remain pretty much the same. Uh, the biggest difference I would say is uh, with RC, with Rugby Canada, we're always in buses, uh, buses to training, buses there. Down here, we're in uh, vans. So it's, uh, it's a little bit different, a little bit kind of crazier almost, but uh, we have the ability to, you know, on off days, use the vans to, to get out and explore, whereas we're kind of locked in with, with the Rugby Canada tours. And you mentioned locked in. From what I understand, you guys play a lot of video games. I uh, Yeah, I've been known to get on the sticks, as the boys would call it, from time to time. For Steve and I, that's going behind the bar, getting on the sticks. <laughs> it's a little bit of it's, it's, it's an age. Generational. Yeah, definitely. Generational. Definitely. Generational. Generational thing. And you're probably better served doing with your choice. It's good to get the, that win under your belt. Absolutely. But were you guys positive about that coming did you know you were going to win or was there still doubt because of the two losses or did you take solace in the fact that you came back strong in that second half and really you've been a tale of two teams in the halves because the two losses mm -hmm. you either drew or won the half and i know mm -hmm. that sounds like you know kind of weak but it, it seems to have served you in this match yeah uh i i wouldn't say there was a, a doubt because you know we, we had played so well in certain instincts in those games i think for us it was about finding a way to do that consistently and throughout the game um and i think that'll be a challenge all year for us you know we're definitely the team with the craziest circumstances right now um and you know, it's always going to change. You never kind of know what's going to happen next week. Hopefully we get to go back to Toronto and play some home games sometime this year, but you know, that might not happen. So we just got to roll with the punches and if we can, you know, look into ourselves and win the mental battle to consistently put forth a, a good effort. Then I think we'll be in a good place. You mentioned the difficulties that you, or the challenges that you guys have. Are you able to see your girlfriend and the dog? Or is that it for five months? Nah, so this will be it. I, I saw my girlfriend just before I left, uh, probably in February. I uh, likely won't see her until August. Um, same thing with the dog, same thing with the rest of my family. So, uh, and a lot of guys are, are in the same boat, right? So it's, it's tough. Um, uh, you're used to it in a certain sense with uh, the Rugby Canada tours and, and going away and things like that. But that's usually a month, two yeah. months max. And so this is a little bit of an extended uh, period and you know it's uh, it's a good test definitely for for those relationships and you get to you know learn more about people in your life yeah it is a sacrifice you guys are definitely taking one for the major league rugby team and i, I don't think people understand exactly what you guys are going through and kudos to you because i mean you can't really bring readily bring players back and forth across the border you're a canadian company operating on american soil so it, it limits your ability to be flexible and you know, you basically came down with 31 guys, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you had Liam Liam Murray mm -hmm. on loan from the Sabercats, and that's cool because the league's working with you guys. Uh, but it's tough, and we appreciate what you're doing. But getting back to some of those things that we heard from the locker room that may or may not be from your teammates, uh, you seem to have been uh, looked at by a contortionist company because of your ankle knee joints and the fact that you're – you, have, you stand like a dancer. Your feet go 10 to 2, yet you're all over the pitch. How does that happen? Long story here, but my high school rugby coach was very concerned at the way I, I walked and ran because <laughs> the feet were pointed out. So he actually came up to me one day in the hall and tapped me on the shoulder and was like, you have a doctor's appointment Tuesday at 3 o'clock. And he, so he sent me to Did like a sports why? specialist. Yeah, he's like, your feet are like mangled. You got to go get these things looked at. So I go in and take some x-rays, and apparently I sat funny as a kid and uh, my 
the lower half of my legs kind of grew different, curved almost to say. Uh, <laughs> so the only fix was to break them both and reset them, which uh, didn't make sense at the time. He basically said I wouldn't be a Olympic sprinter. And I think I knew that already. So I wasn't going to go change that. Um, but yeah, it serves me well around the breakdown. I'm, I'm able to get into positions uh, certain guys aren't and able to survive you know, certain impacts that would uh, put a guy backwards. So I'm, I, I'm grateful for it. That's, to be that's a very good point. You're, you're, but also, it, you know, that doctor didn't see you as this, what, you're second in the league in defensive ruck arrivals with 28. That means you're getting from point A to point B pretty quickly. So whatever yeah, you, you got to work it. Just anticipate and, you know, ball hungry and, and look for those opportunities and, and you, know, you just got to take them when they come. All right. Since you've been such a gentleman before I give Brian and Steven another shot, you know, uh, I got to warn you that there is a bounty on your hair as per your girlfriend, a hundred bucks for the teammate that cuts your hair off. You know that, right? I have not heard that. I'm going to have to start looking over my shoulder though. Yeah. I got to, I got to, yeah. I might have to pay my roommate 150 just to keep them off me. I would suggest on bus rides and or long rides where you're sleeping to not put your hair in a ponytail because his ponytail can be snipped pretty readily. We've done that before to people. Brian. You know, you, you're pretty renowned for putting yourselves in, like you say, those difficult situations in the breakdown and taking a lot of beating. And you were pretty beat up, uh, I guess, you know, for a while through the World Cup and so on. Did that year off of the pandemic in a way kind of benefit you, give you a chance to really recover and, and get back to running in all cylinders? Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually really big for me. I uh, didn't have, you know the ability to really get that time. I, I suffered a knee injury uh, 2018 just before the repechage there and, and qualifications. So I needed to kind of grit and bear through that. And I just got it cleaned up in time for the world cup. And then I broke my finger at the world cup. So I, I got, I was a little bit of a battered mess there for a year and a half. The, the year off gave me time to, you know, reset and refocus and focus on the areas in the gym that I can, you know, work in preventing injury instead of just being able to grind through it. Um, so it was a, a fresh, you know, reset that I didn't think I was going to get. You had me at repressage because that allows me to go become Sean Connery with Steven. <laughs> How do Canadians, I mean, you've got probably 60 players now, right? Actually, Brian probably knows scattered in different teams. So MMR is, is definitely, is definitely doing good things for Canadian rugby. Um, you know, um, what, what, what is, is there any, um, joshing back and forth there's any pressure to play for toronto is it like we're more cohesive if we stay with a club or just guys do your own thing go out there well, what's the sort of feeling within the canadian squad uh i think it's different for every guy obviously uh for myself i'm from scarborough so toronto is uh, obviously an easy choice for me i get to be around my family and friends and they can come and watch and, and things like that in normal times for other guys, it's just about playing rugby. I think it's something that we lacked at a high level in, in past years. And I think it's something that's hindered our progress as a, as a country, you know, being able to compete at those high levels because you're going in to like a high level tour the, to then playing club um, because that's the only thing that's available to you. So that just those crazy shifts in the level of rugby required, the MLR provides a consistent level of, of good quality rugby throughout the year. And, I think any guy's happy to get on a team and just just be playing throughout the year. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. I think Brian. I think we ought to point out that that was a veiled general manager asking if you were available to play in New York. That was. But Brian, why don't you go ahead? I, I should have one final comment on that. I think it's the worst thing USA Rugby ever did. 
was giving Canadian players domestic designation in the MLR. Fantastic for Canadian rugby. Fantastic for the MLR. Yeah. Right? Um, but for USA rugby, it's like giving your buddies, you know, your, your rivals a hand up they didn't need to give them. But it's done. That's a terrible shame, Steve. I really feel bad for, for the Americans. <laughs> How many captains in MLR are Canadian? I don't know. You know, watch um, it. You'll be having a USA rugby <laughs> banner behind you next week, pal. <laughs> I don't really uh, have much else, uh, you know, up the beach, I will say. And um, <laughs> is that balmy uh, beach talk. That, that's right. Up the beach. There's no way that the, beach is ever balmy. The glorious balmy beach. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta miss that clubhouse. The Giltinis, they've been pouring out points, if you will. How are you guys going to combat that? Yeah, I think we got to focus a lot on ourselves this week. Um, as it is every week, you know, you got to tighten up the screws in your own defense and your own attack so you can keep the ball and, and, you know, when they have it, turn it back over. Um, so I think that's going to be a major key for us is just fixing those mistakes and taking a look at, you know, how they play and where they like to attack and, putting our guys in the positions to shut them down. Well, you guys were all over the pitch last week. Maybe you'll have a repeat of that. Hey, on behalf of Mr. Brian Ray, Mr. Steve Lewis, and Mr. Lucas Rumble, who has the coolest name in rugby, I'm Matt McCarthy. Thank you, <laughs> Lucas. And please check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show, our Global Rugby Recap, What Are the Odds, our Major League Rugby Sports Bet Show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Bailu, Martial Law, the Zach Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>